Today's episode is sponsored by Tremont Tavern. Tremont Tavern is at the corner of Hickson Pike and Tremont Street. It is a local favorite neighborhood bar. Most people think it's the number one burger in town. Along with open mic on Tuesday, they have trivia on Monday, free pint night on Wednesday, burger night on Thursday, and live music on the weekends. There is a reason everyone loves Tremont Tavern. You are listening to Open Mic Spotlight with Heather Lee Holt. This show features conversations with Chattanooga musicians about the importance of open mic and its influential effect on the Chattanooga music scene. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Open Mic Spotlight. Today, we're talking with Megan Howard, and she is a... Hi. (laughs) She is a fellow um, Hamilton County teacher with me, and she's also a wonderful musician. Thank you. Solo artist, and she performs with the Ryan Oyer Band, and I'm going to have her... Talk about herself for a minute. Well, as you said, I'm a teacher by day, not currently because it's summer. Woo, woo. <laughs> but um, yeah, by night, I'm out playing either with Ryan Oyer Band or open mics, different shows. Um, I've lived in the Chattanooga area for about 12 years now, so definitely feels more like home. And I've been playing open mics for about nine and a half. Wow. So it's a, like a really long time. <laughs> I don't. I mean, you know, I was like barely legal to get into bars yeah. at that point. Yeah. So. Um, so did you start your first open mic at Tremont? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I started at Tremont, um, played once there, and then was a little bit overwhelmed just because... How old were you? I was 21. Okay. Yeah, so kind of a baby. And I um, was a little bit overwhelmed because of the the amount of talent that was there at that point, and that's still there now. Um, and so I kind of laid low from there after the first time I played, and the Mix nightclub, if you remember that at all, used to have an open mic on Wednesdays. And so that's kind of where I found a little bit more confidence because it just wasn't as crowded. It was really just me and Tiffany Taylor a mm-hmm. lot of nights because it was the Mix, and people were like, open mic at the Mix? No, I don't <laughs> want to do that. And so a lot of times it was just me and Tiffany just playing together there. Um, and then once... I started kind of forming all of my musical friendships. I I started coming back out to Tremont after that was over and then made some of the best friends that I, that I still have today there. So Yeah. Um so my first show was with Mike McDade and yeah. <laughs> he I guess he was originally there when oh, when yeah. you started uh-huh. too. And and now you guys are pretty good friends and mm-hmm. are in the Ryan Oyer band together. Yes. And so I met Mike and at the time his girlfriend Gail. Now she's his wife Gail. Um, but I met Mike, you know, when I first went out to open Mike and he was he's so encouraging to people like who come out and play there. I mean, he'll tell you, you know, hey, good job, good job, you should come back. Um, but I just became really close with him and with Gail and just continued to come back and I they continued to be familiar faces and then Mike actually played my solo project, um, Megan Howard Band. I don't, it's not, it wasn't called the Megan Howard Band, but it was Megan Howard and the band. But he played bass for me um, for that for a while before we kind of disbanded. Um, and now, yeah, I get to play with him in the Ryan Oyer Band, and Mike and Gail have become like family to me. So 
It's so, a good so relationship. Um, one reason I want I am doing this show is to kind of um, get it out there how awesome open mic can be to start your musical career and mm-hmm. and how it forms all these relationships. Do you the, want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. Well, I have never experienced an open mic like I have in Chattanooga. It's something very unique. Um, I've done open mics in Nashville and Atlanta. They're very cutthroat and no one is as nice to you as they are here. I feel like here you can walk in and be like, hey man, I don't really have time to be seventh on the list. Like, do you care to switch with me? Can I go fifth? Can you go seventh? And they're like, yeah, no problem. Sounds great. And they will just, in, in other cities, they're like, uh, no. Like, yeah, you get bad, what you get. Too bad, so sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, not sorry. But, and it's just not quite as friendly and welcoming, but I feel like the open mics here, um, especially the one at Tremont, it's just, it's really like I'm just sitting down in someone's living room and playing with all of my friends. And I've made some of the best friends that I will have for the rest of my life. You know, Ryan Oyer, Haley Graham, um, Gabriel Newell, Jordan Hawkins, just to name a few. Um, But it's, I mean, and even these days, like even the newer crew, as I like to call them, you know, Webb Behringer, people like that. So, like me. <laughs> and, yeah, and definitely you. And so it's just, it really does bring people together. And you meet so many interesting people with different backgrounds. And that's something that I'm always looking forward to when I go there. Not just playing, but that I'll get to hang out with yeah, my friends. Yeah, I do feel like we have this strong Tremont Tuesday crew of mm. people that are all so different. And yes. And when I have, you know, friends that'll come out who, you know, don't often come, they're just surprised at all the people that I'm talking to because they are so different in age <laughs> and in their look yeah. and everything. And I, I think it's just really cool. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's funny when like Tony Mraz walks in and people are like, oh, look at that big guy. And I'm like, Tony! And, then, and, and then I like we- hug him and the people are like, Okay, she knows him. Yeah, that happened last night. Actually, <laughs> Tony Tony was walking up, and my friend was like, whoa, look at that guy. And then I gave Tony this huge hug, and he goes, oh, you know him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like, yes, yeah, I know Tony. <laughs> so I think it's it's funny, but it's something that I look forward to every week, mm-hmm. just going and seeing the people that yeah, I love. Yeah, you know? and, it's, and they, everybody plays, like, different kinds of music. Definitely. And it just, you know, it's, it's such a culture melting pot almost it's a variety show I mm-hmm. love that about it it's mm-hmm. not just like cookie cutter because that's what I that's what I saw in a lot of other bigger cities too is that there mm-hmm. wasn't as much variety you know you play open mics in Nashville and you're gonna get a lot of country oh yeah you play open mics in Atlanta you're mm-hmm. gonna get a lot of like John Mayer-ish mm-hmm. stuff but it's you know I feel like here there's just a lot of diversity as yeah. far as what they play mm-hmm. I agree um, why don't you talk about an experience that you've had one one specific night or so that was particularly like your one of your favorite nights? Oh, that's hard, I know. That's so hard. Um one that just comes to mind was <laughs> when uh Mike McDade and his wife Gail wrote themselves in to get married during open mic. Oh, yes. Um, That was one of my favorite experiences just because all of our friends were there because, you know, we kind of knew that it was going to go down, but nobody else did. And so um, it was was really cool to just be able to, like, play that night and dedicate some songs to them and then witness them in, like, 15 minutes get married in an open mic spot at Tremont. That was probably one of the coolest nights that... 
I've gotten to experience. Yeah, I, I guess also we caught, show bombs. I caught the bouquet. So um, <laughs> your <laughs> so time is coming <laughs> at some point. Who cares? But no, it was just it was a really good memory with really great friends and a lot of good music that night too. A lot of like lovey dovey songs yeah. <laughs> played for them, and it was it was really cool. Like I'd never. It fit them so mm-hmm. well. well yeah, because Mike has been doing it for 10 years there. and be that's 10 years, his, yeah, in like October, November. That yeah. is like his home away from home. Mm-hmm. So that's really, really awesome that he could get married there. I know, so I know. Awesome. So that was a really cool night. I just, I've had so many nights like that. Um, not necessarily where people get married, but mm-hmm. so many nights where you're just like, something special a good happens. One. Yeah, yeah, that was a good night. Mm-hmm. I've met boyfriends in that bar. I've broken up with boyfriends in that <laughs> bar. Um, I've just had a lot of experiences there. And people people wonder why I'm there a lot because it seems like I am there a lot. But Tremont is not just like a bar where you go and get served alcohol. It's, I mean, it's like my friends are there. It's, yeah. it's, they, it's like a very cheers experience yes, and where you, everyone and you, knows your name. Yeah, and you don't have to like ask if they're going to be there because you just know yeah. that people are going to be there. And you don't have to really ask for drinks either if no. you've been going there for 10 they years. They just bring them they to you. They just bring them and to And they you. know what you like. Yeah. <laughs> it's just nice. It's just, I don't know, it's a very laid back, casual environment. Too. I feel really comfortable there. So I've had a lot of really good experiences mm-hmm. there. Um, so not to be negative, but oh. have you had any like weird or particularly like strange or bad experiences there Oh, that you can think of that aren't too weird to talk about? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is a loaded question. Um, I think sometimes, like I said, you know, you meet boyfriends in that bar and you also break up with boyfriends in that bar. <laughs> so, um, you know, we'll just kind of pass over that one, just leave that as it is. But I think that the weirdest nights are the nights <laughs> where maybe you've, maybe you've had one too many and you get up there to play your music and you're just like, I don't remember anything I was going to do. And then you end up playing like Tom Petty and things that you pull from like what I call the drunk tank, like in your mind, just songs that you're like, I'm pretty sure I can get through this one um, without totally embarrassing myself. Um, But I haven't, you know, not really any like bad experiences there. I mean, it's, it's been pretty positive. The people there are pretty positive. So I I can't really say that it's been any bad experiences. And even if I have had any kind of negative experiences, they still shape you as a person. So it's, you know, it's, it's not really a negative in the long run. Mm -hmm. Mike had, Mike had some pretty weird stories. Oh, oh man, (laughs) I forgot, man, there used to be this guy named Rich who would come out. We called him vociferous and that's a long (laughs) story or just vo for short. And he would like bring a, karaoke machine and like karaoke these country songs and like do this dance like (laughs) I mean I've never seen anything like it like the dancing like I'm talking like Elvis on steroids like the hip thrusting and the moving and that wasn't necessarily negative it was just always entertaining you're just like man this guy can't wait for him to get up yeah like just oh I mean just you knew that you were going to be entertained for the night I mean and then there was oh this one weird experience I have to tell this because it was like hauntingly crazy but this guy came in who looked exactly like Jeff Buckley I mean and I turned to Mike and I'm like Mike that guy looks like Jeff Buckley and he was like yeah he does that's weird and then he gets up there and he starts like the intro to hallelujah with like the breathing and everything like and we're like what is happening and he plays the song 
to a T wow. like Jeff Buckley played. It sounded exactly like him, played it exactly like him, then just like put down the guitar and left the bar. Wow. And we were like, are we actually seeing <laughs> Jeff Buckley? Like, is he really dead? Like, it was one of those things where you're like, you really start to wonder if he's actually dead. Did you talk to him? No, nobody talked to him. He just came in. Was it someone signed else's up on guitar? The list. It was Mike's guitar. Oh, wow. He just breathed in and played Jeff Buckley. And, I mean, it was it was so weird. And it sounded, he looked exactly like him. He sounded exactly like him. And then he just, like, disappeared. That is, that is eerie. I mean, it, it was it was weird. Like and no one ever heard of, no one ever heard no. of him again? Mike knew, remembered his name because he wrote it down mm-hmm. on the list. I can't remember it for the life of me now, but Mike and I have talked about him several times. About maybe it was him. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe because he's not dead. Like, maybe, I mean, it was the craziest thing. That gives so. me chill bumps. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool. It's really weird. <laughs> I know. It was weird, but. Um, so for, um, Maybe people that are just starting out playing in front of people or who have a guitar at home and love to play and are, you know, want to get out there and do open mic, but, you know, are a little scared, a little timid. Do you have any advice to get um, these people out, whether they're younger or older or however old they are? Do you have any any advice for them? Oh, man, just suck it up and do it. Like, I mean, it you will feel so much better especially in this this crowd because we're so accepting Mm -hmm. and I mean we really are even with things that are really different and like off the wall just bring it I mean we had like a massive there was a massive cello in there the other night like I feel like too that um it's so loud at Tremont sometimes that you can if you're a little nervous it kind of helps you because it's yeah. If you mess up a little bit, it's not going to be the end sure. of the world. It's not like an extreme listening room. Mm-hmm. Like you would find, like maybe like Barking Legs, like doing a show there where it's like a traditional listening room. Um, but the Bose system at Tremont is so good. Oh, it's so too, good. That it mm-hmm. just, it just kind of, it doesn't matter that it's that loud in there. Like, you're Don't still you love heard. the new space? I do. You know, it's, it's weird because... It doesn't quite have all of the memories yet mm-hmm. um, that the old side did, but the sound is so much better yes. that how can you give that up? And there's so much room for there's people to room. look and listen. Yes, and it's just, it's it doesn't seem as stuffy. There's places to sit down. I do really, really like the new space, except mm-hmm. for that one day that you and I played and we sweated oh, so we, much, we, like we, dripping <laughs> down. I don't know what was up with the air that night, but it know, was hot. It, it was, was hot so that day. hot. But other than that, that's that you can write that down as one of the terrible experiences. It's just like and being in a puddle yeah. two weeks ago. But yeah. no, I really, I really like the new space a lot. I know, um, and I do encourage anyone who's interested in in playing open mic to try out Tremont because it's such a wonderful space. When I started three years ago, I was so nervous, but. I never stopped. <laughs> I remember, I you know, I was talking to somebody about that the other day. I'm like, man, because I when I watch you play now, like you're just, you're so ballsy. You go up there and do it. Yeah. And I remember when you first started, you were just like, I'm going to play this song. My name's Heather. Here's this song I'm going to play. I was play. so scared. You were. and But everyone was so encouraging. They were like, yeah, yeah. Heather. Mm-hmm. You know? They were. I couldn't believe it. And I, and I sang so quiet. And everyone's like, you just need to sing louder and get into it. And everyone was so encouraging. And yeah. now I think my playing and my singing has completely changed because of it. Yeah. 
It's, I mean, man, you've grown. And that's the that's the best thing about Tremont yes. is I've gotten to see so many people grow mm-hmm. as artists there and doing other things outside of Tremont, you know? Mm-hmm. there's There are other venues, other things that you can do, but I've just gotten to witness so many people come through there that have just totally mm-hmm. astounded me with how much they've, like, grown yeah. as a musician. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so now I want you to play a song. Okay. If you'll introduce it, that would be good. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Which one? Um, actually, since we were on, well, since we were on the topic of Jeff Buckley, we'll do this one. Uh, this is a song I wrote. Man, it's been a while, maybe six years ago. Um, I'm a huge Buckley fan. Uh, I I love his album Grace, and then even some of uh, the stuff that came out. Um, just the raw recordings that have come out since his death. But um, I love his album so much, and it was. I'm just so saddened, especially this year and the last couple of years, we've just lost so many good artists, but you know, we lost him quite a while ago, but, um, but his music like still lives on today. And so I wrote this song kind of as a tribute to his death, because I don't know if a lot of people know this, but he drowned, um, in the Mississippi or a little tributary off of the Mississippi. And it was very, people just didn't know, like there was a lot of speculation. Did he jump in? Did, was he run over? what happened. Um, and they never quite figured it out. Uh, I think they, you know, made some excuse for his death, but there's still a lot of shadiness surrounding it. And so I wanted to kind of, um, pay homage to him with this song and it's called Swimming. Father 
what's it to you? Boy, your life has been written. Now you'll swim in your grave. From the water, you'll sing hallelujah. Left us with questions, left us with the words. Made us remember what David sang, and it pleased the Lord. No one knew what would happen As daylight was dimming Lover, you should have come over Instead of swimming Chill bumps. Your voice yeah. is woo, so good. Thanks, Heather. And there, there's not many. You know, there's not a lot of female singers. You know, these yeah. around as much. I think there are. I just think they're very like specific to their own venues. Mm-hmm. You know, like I see. I mean, and a lot of them, you know, are either have kind of like taken a break from the music scene for mm-hmm. a bit. But I mean, we have Tiffany Taylor, but where did she go? She's so oh my wonderful. gosh, right? No, <laughs> Tiffany's one of my closest friends. I adore her. Um, her voice is just like yeah, it's crazy. Ryan. I think Ryan at one point um, described it as like whiskey soaked. Yeah, and I'm like yes, like I mean, I love it, and I love singing with her and um, and playing with her. I she came with me. Uh, when I did my album release in Johnson City, and um, and did like a we did like a little mini set in the middle of just me and Tiffany, mm-hmm. um, and she played some of her originals too up there, and it was 
I loved that experience with her okay. because she's just so good. She's such a talented songwriter. Um, and then, of course, like Amber Fultz, you know, is doing oh, yeah. so many things. I mean, yeah, she's, she she, her voice is just so But I don't see her so out good. that much. You know, I, she doesn't play that often. She does. I think she just, you know, there's a lot of um, solo stuff that she does. Or, you know, the Goodbye Girls with Haley Graham. Okay, she's been yeah. doing some stuff mm-hmm. with them. They just played the Scenic City Showcase um, oh. like about three weeks ago or mm-hmm. four weeks ago mm-hmm. um, when they did kind of that Artist in the Round thing yeah. with uh, Ryan and Nick mm-hmm. Let's Go and TJ Cooper That was a cool thing. Magic Birds. Man, mm-hmm. it was so good. It just, it like awakened my soul, I mm-hmm. think. I needed that more than anything. I needed for a brief moment to just be a spectator and listen to all this great music and songwriting. Um, and so they, they're doing some stuff together. I know that for sure. Um, but you're right. There's not tons. And Courtney Holder, she's like all over the place. Oh, yeah. And she's like yeah. definitely up and coming. You know, I still call her the baby. She's mm-hmm. the baby of the she, girl yeah, group. Yeah, she is. Uh, she's baby spice. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but she's doing so much too. And she's she's got a really good career and road ahead of her. Mm-hmm. Um, I like her voice a lot too. Whatever happened to By Order of the Queen? I think they're just, you know, I I think life just gets busy sometimes. Yeah, you're right. I love them, though. Their harmonies, oh, just made me. Aren't they? Yeah, their harmonies are so, so good. Yeah. So, so, so good. Yeah, yeah. So I miss those girls. I just think that, you know, work and mm-hmm. life kinds of kind of happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you, fi- you have a hard time finding time for the things that are, in my mind, important. I mean, I know it's hard for us during mm-hmm. the school year, but we still come out and do it on Tuesdays. Yes. Because I think you have to have that outlet. <laughs> yes, and and for me, it's like, that is one thing where I I will be there because it pushes me as a musician to keep going. Because if you're not performing, you kind of lose sight of it and you do lose it a little bit, you know, the importance of it and sure. how it is, how much it is important to you, you know? And I think just like, because I've been going through kind of um, the last couple of years, kind of some writer's block, just because I was a little bit in a unsettled, unhappy time in my life. And um, now that I've kind of come out of that, I've started writing a lot more. Um, and not all of them are necessarily songs that I would want to play out in public, but mm-hmm. at least it's something that's kind of cathartic for me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's important too, is just to continue to work on your craft and um, and better yourself in that way. And then every now and then you have a song that you write, you're like, oh, I'm going to totally keep that one. Like, that's a keeper. And there's nothing like the feeling after you perform for people. Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. It's, I mean, even, like, even last Friday with Ryan Oyerband, like, I have bruises on my hands from the tambourine. (laughs) Like, because you just get so into it. It's just so fun. It's such a high. Mm -hmm. Such a natural high. Yeah. I love it. Such a wonderful thing. Um, I want you to play another song. Oh, yeah. I will. (laughs) This one's um, this one's my newest one, and uh, <laughs> this is I call it my almost love story um, because it's a story about a boy and a girl who uh, have been friends since seventh grade, and um, there was kind of always something there, but nothing ever materialized. Um, and then, like eight years ago, in a parking lot. <laughs> They share this kiss, and since then, it's just, there's been this tension, this constant question of what could it, what could be um, until he off and moves to Colorado. Um, and, and she goes out to visit him, uh, and they talk all the time and are still friends, and then uh, she finds out that he's moving back. 
And so a lot of like questions and a lot of feelings kind of resurface, I guess. Um, and so I wrote this song called Colorado and uh, I guess I'll leave it up to viewers to decide who this song's about. <laughs> um, and <laughs> hopefully you'll never hear it. <laughs> so that'd be kind of embarrassing. Um, not really, it'd be all right. <clears throat> but uh, so this is kind of a... Um, Kind of their story. since that day eight years ago I've been waiting for Colorado We grew up fast and we took it slow You had your heart set on Colorado Never 
think you're wonderful and wise Or are you the devil in disguise? No matter what happened those eight years ago Got my eyes set on a Colorado Always seem to question what I don't know Should I hold on or should I let go? But just 42 hours and a minute ago You said you're coming home from Colorado That was really pretty. Your, <laughs> your songs are thank so you. chilling. I love oh, them. Thank you. <laughs> your voice is oh, so good. <clears throat> So good. Thanks, girl. I see why Ryan Oyer's never going to let you go. <laughs> never going to give you up. <laughs> never going <laughs> to. Didn't uh, Melania Trump write that song? Uh, yeah, I think Just so. kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All those, all those tweets are hilarious. <laughs> and the memes. Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, it's really the whole Donald Trump <clears throat> thing is really disheartening, but... Some of the stuff is really hilarious, and you, oh. sometimes you just can't help but just laugh because that's yeah. all you can do. Da, 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 da. Politics joke, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so covers are really important mm-hmm. for for musicians to learn new styles and yeah to show that you can do other styles sure. and um, to help. You know, make it fun for the audience to hear a song that they that know, they know that they know in a different style or way, maybe that you bring it. So, yeah, play a cover for us. I will. I am. Um, <laughs> I love. You know, I love playing covers. I love playing originals also. But I like to surprise people with covers that they're like, "That girl is playing <laughs> like this Web cover." Like yes. what? What's that song that he plays? He plays Ignition. R. Kelly Ignition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's just hilarious because yeah. you're you're like you're the whitest guy ever mm-hmm. playing Ignition, and I love that. I love the surprise factor, but I also like to take covers and make them my own. You know, there's some that I play pretty traditionally um, because that's how people know them and love them. But I like to put. I like to Megan Howard them. I like yeah. to jazz them up. And I love bit. that when people do it in a good way. <clears throat> yeah. You know? Yeah. It has to be, it has Done to be well. successful. Yeah. yeah. You have to, you have to feel like it's successful. But I think this is one that I've been pretty successful with <laughs> the last few weeks. Um, I just kind of worked it up a couple of months ago um, because I really have this um, love and passion for just old country music. I don't, tend to like a lot of newer country music. Um, but the old stuff, I really get into. It's good for the soul, for yes. sure. Well, I love Dolly. There's a picture, a signed picture of Dolly hanging up in my bathroom. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, because I just strive to be like her every day. Maybe not in looks, <laughs> but definitely in spunk. Um, but I um, I decided to just take like a pretty well-known song and spin it a little bit and make it my own. So um, this is Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire. Love is a burning thing And 
Nolan is so awesome to record us. Yes. Don't you love the sound? Don't you love the sound? The soundry is amazing. I love Ryan Oyerban just finished our EP re-recorded here. Yeah, and I and I finished mine in in May. I know Amber Fultz is Mm -hmm. done one or doing one currently here too. Um, There's so much stuff going on here. I know a good space. I I really brag on this space a lot. I love it. And Brett's awesome. It's fancy. It is fancy. So fancy. A lot of times, you know, you go to record somewhere and it's like dirty and stinky and <laughs> not here. It's so great. nice. So clean. Um, 
So I guess we'll finish up um, just talking about what's coming up next for you as a solo mm-hmm. artist and with Ryan Oyer Band, or if you have any new projects coming up that you might be working on. Oh, um, yeah, I. as for me, I, just a lot of writing. Um, I, I want to get in the studio soon. Um, my first album was recorded in Nashville. Uh, my producer, um, Ronnie Brookshire, is out of Franklin. And um, so the album... Uh, atonement was recorded out there. Um, great experience. My goodness, you learn more um, in eight hours than I knew my whole life as yeah. far as recording goes. Um, but Nashville's expensive mm-hmm. and it's hard to continue to get back out there um, as much as I would want. And so definitely I'm looking at the Soundry for <laughs> right? my next project. It's amazing here. I love it. I've loved uh, recording with Ryan Oyer. And it's so every. affordable. Definitely. Oh, yeah. So affordable. And the work, the, I mean, just like the finished product is just so it's good. Crazy. It's um, crazy. And so I would love to get back in the studio pretty soon. Uh, a lot of swimming and Colorado aren't recorded yet. Oh, and um, they're so great. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> so I have a lot of songs that aren't recorded, um, that haven't been recorded yet. And so I would really love to, like, get those out there and... um because I'm proud of them, and some of them I wrote like six years ago, so mm-hmm. it's time. You know, mm-hmm. it's definitely time for me to kind of lay those down. Um, as far as playing out uh, anytime soon, a lot of it's with Ryan or your band. You know, we're well, just you know, we busy. you're you're a professional first and a teacher, and it's yeah. hard to find the time to do all of it. It you is. Know? It definitely is. I know. Um, uh, Ryan or your band's playing August 28th at the market, mm-hmm. so that's coming up. Um, we are. Ryan and I do uh, some solo stuff together just uh, around town. Um, and we're doing the Rooftop Hop on the 24th of September. So that's coming up, too. We're also just so busy trying to finish up um, filming our music video mm-hmm. for the new EP. So it's it's hard when you have a seven-member band to yeah. get schedules together. Yeah. I made us a Google calendar. Um, I'm really <laughs> hoping that's going to catch you. on. That's, I'm hoping that's going to catch on, you know. <laughs> Matt still needs a lot of help trying to learn how to use that. Yeah. Um, so I was like, guys, I can't take the group texts anymore, okay? So here's the Google Calendar. Add stuff and, like, let's figure this out. But um, Let's be adults about let's this. Let's be adults about this, okay? So uh, that's that's kind of coming up. Um, but like I said, as for me, I would really uh, – I just bought a house, so I'm kind of poor. So amazing. Um, but I, whenever I do finally save up some – some decent cash. I do want to get back in the studio. Mm-hmm. That's my next priority, yeah. I think. For I me, can't for wait to have Thanks. your album and listen to it. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited mm-hmm. about it. So. Well, thank you so much for coming today. Absolutely. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah. And been... I hope more people will, you know, venture out to open mics and yeah. kind of explore the, the music scene the city has to offer because it's awesome. Because it's great. It in is. Chattanooga. It's so great. I know. <laughs> it's a good one. All right. Thanks, Heather. Open Mic Spotlight has been brought to you in part by and recorded at The Foundry with your host, Heather Lee Holt, edited and made possible by Mr. Brett Nolan. And now for some more music from this artist. Good night, innocent.
from the beanstalk and Jack broke his back when he fell from the beanstalk this time. Today's episode is sponsored by Tremont Tavern. Tremont Tavern is at the corner of Hickson Pike and Tremont Street. It is a local favorite neighborhood bar. Most people think it's the number one burger in town. Along with open mic on Tuesday, they have trivia on Monday, free pint night on Wednesday, burger night on Thursday, and live music on the weekends. There is a reason everyone loves Tremont Tavern. 